welcome to the People Purpose Podcast, the show that explores all the ins and outs of the challenges and opportunities HR, people managers, and all people face at work every day. My name is Julie Devlin, and I am here with my esteemed co-host. <laughs> now you're just lying, Chaz Fields. <laughs> hey, everybody. Hi, Chaz. Hey, Chaz, I yeah. need to ask you, we need to start out this way because we do every time. Oh, my goodness. What made you smile today? Uh, so it's <laughs> <laughs> I know crazy. I'm in a weird mood. Sorry. Yeah, I, I was gonna say. Um, so, what made me smile today is Julie. This episode is going to drop about a few days before Thanksgiving, so okay. that does make me smile. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had to record this one a little bit earlier because we had UKG works coming up, and then you know, uh, I'm not very productive <laughs> the week of Thanksgiving. <laughs> Let's just call it what it is. No, that's not true. I'm very productive. But Thanksgiving's a big week, right? So I'm looking forward to it. I'm already looking forward to it. It's a couple weeks away. So Jules, what made you smile today? Uh, Well, Chaz, uh, here in Maryland, it's 75 degrees and it's November. So I'm warmer there than it is here in Texas. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, and and it's been that way most of the week. You know, I, I keep going from turning on my heat to not turning on my heat and like, I'm the kind just of person. The just yeah, the I'm windows. the kind of person that like I will wait until the last possible minute to turn my heat on. I will yeah, absolutely do that. Too. I think it's wear- a, I think it's a northern thing, right? Like because yeah, yeah. I grew up in the north too, and you grew up in the north. So I think I, I think that's just common. Yeah, I just remember my dad always saying, "Oh, you know, let's not turn on the heat because you know it's going to cost money." And now, you know, being a homeowner, homeowner, right. homeowner right. myself, right? I don't. <laughs> I'm like, well, I better not turn on the heat because it's going to cost money. But you know, I'll just sit here and freeze. But and, and no. I think everyone <laughs> that's listening can relate to the first time that you turn it on. There's that smell, like that yeah. first time when you do it. That smell of, um, you know, the dust burning off of the heat oh, coils. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, Absolutely. what is that? Right. Yeah, absolutely. So I know that those of you who are tuning in, um, we're are really excited to hear about Taz and I talk about our, uh, HVAC. Our, fears, yeah, our, HVAC, <laughs> our HVAC systems. Um, <laughs> um, that unfortunately is not going to be uh, the topic of today's podcast. But but it. hey, I mean, maybe a future one if we get enough uh, feedback that people want to hear us talk about something we know nothing our about furnace. But, yeah our furnace <laughs> right okay we have okay. completely gone off the rails Chaz. Yeah, yeah. um all let's right talk. Let, let's, let's talk. talk let's all talk. right this is stead of the day okay jules this is a really good one um kind of surprising maybe mm-hmm. depending on where you fall on the economic thing so employment rates are on the rise the american workforce uh when it comes to american workforce finding jobs so the bureau of labor statistics latest job report mm-hmm. showed 531,000 new jobs in october and the unemployment rate dropped to 4.6%. Mm-hmm. So immediate thoughts. Immediate thoughts. That's a good thing. Um but that doesn't solve our labor shortage. <laughs> um, there's still a huge labor shortage, but I think when it comes to the unemployment rate dropping, uh, we have to look at that as a positive, of course. Mm-hmm. And we have to think about pre-pandemic times. You know, so often we talk about, oh, do you remember January, February of 2020, and just how low the unemployment rate was back then? Um, you know, will we ever get back to those numbers? I think we will eventually. Um, but I think these numbers are definitely going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not to say that there aren't challenges still happening. I mean, it, the challenges abound. You'd agree? 
Yeah, I, you're right. I, the labor participation shortage, it, that means that it's, it's going down, right? Like more people are going back to work, which I think is a, is a great thing. Immediate responses people that i've had discussions with well the 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 stimulus money ran out and there's you know there's no more paychecks and i'm like okay yes and no maybe maybe there is some truth there but there's also some truth with the fact that maybe people are actually finding jobs that they want to do now right and i think that's the critical piece is that there are people that are finding places that they want to work and are willing to work at and and that actually gets me really excited, right? Because I I would like to see um, more and more people go back to work doing the things that they love versus being miserable day in and day out, as we've talked about in previous episodes. Yeah, but again, that doesn't help with the labor shortage, especially in the hospitality right. industry. I mean, I'm seeing more and more labor shortages um, in restaurants, for example. Really? Um, yeah, I was. Yeah, not uh, I the was, same here. Oh, yeah. really? See, yeah. I would see. I was up in the Northeast uh, on uh, on business travel a couple weeks ago, and mm. I went to go to let's just say a upper scale fast food um, Mex Tex Mex type place <laughs> <laughs> where you may or may not have to pay for guacamole, and oh, uh, yes, okay. and it was seven thirty at night, and okay. I went there, and it was closed. And I'm thinking, why? Yeah, why is it? Well, it was a bummer because I couldn't get my my chips and guac. And uh, but it was a sign of the times, Chaz. Right, right. You know, I mean, they it was closed because they had no staff. Um, so we think about the economic impact of something like that. This is 7:30 on a weeknight. Typically, a place like that would be booming with business. Yeah. Right. Um, but they couldn't find people to work. So Interesting. I don't know. I think, um, you know, definitely good that our unemployment rate has dropped, but I don't think that, that I, I, I still see challenges abounding and I'm not trying to be pessimistic here. Um, but, uh, if it comes off that way, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it, it goes back to the point. I think pre pandemic unemployment rate was around what? Three, eight, something like that. Yeah, it, was six, something, three, eight. it was so low. It yeah, was it was, so it was low. low. So, so, you know, a percent, a percent and a half. I mean, that's a, that's a long way to go. Right. So even yeah. so it's, it's slowly getting better and that's a good thing. Yeah. Good and it'll thing. be interesting to see what happens with like holiday hiring and, and yeah. retention and, and all of that stuff. So yeah. anyway, I mean, I, it definitely a, a real telling business out of the day. Um, but you know, I mean, I think the other thing, and hey, we'll do our segue here into our topic of the day. We need like a little soundboard, I know, like Edo for the I segue, know. <laughs> like they do on all the radio I think, shows. I think, I think we need to find one. I think that's. <laughs> I think you just volunteered. Okay. Um. So uh, today's today's topic um sort of has to do with uh with with jobs, right? I mean. It, it does. And it's it's about remote work, but not just remote work itself, mm-hmm. because we've, th- we've talked so much about remote work and everything right. surrounding it. But the question that I think we need to pose and we're going to talk about today, when it comes to remote work, is remote work a cause of burnout or or is it an antidote to burnout? Mm. So, yeah. So we were we were basically forced to be home practically overnight. And that created a lot of challenges in how people work because they didn't have enough time to prepare, right? Mm -hmm. Now we've had all this time to prepare and we've had experience now with this. 
Um, you know, we think about think about how that how it happened overnight and how in so many organizations, employees were told to just grab what they could from their office and then head home and start working. And, and they, nobody knew how long we'd actually be there. Well, here we are now. And <laughs> it ain't going anywhere. We've, right. you know, we've discussed that before. So, um, you know, I mean, there's, there was a lot of uncertainty and there's still uncertainty. Um, and the levels of stress and worry, those, they're still there, I think, for some uh, employees. Um, but let's talk about remote work itself. Is remote work really the main catalyst for workplace burnout? Um, and some of the other characteristics that are placed on remote work too. What, what do you think, Jeff? No, I don't. No. I don't think. I don't think it is the main catalyst mm-hmm. when it comes to actual burnout. Right. So, so there's so many components to this too. Right. So for me, and I'm just going to speak for me specifically, uh, but also others too that I've I've had discussions with and talked with. I think people really, really loved the idea of remote work because they couldn't have it, mm-hmm. right? Ah. And, and and you and I, you and I have been, well, you were an office person for seven. I've been a remote worker for like five-ish years, five and a mm-hmm. half years, something like that. So, um, and I was in that boat, right? I was like, man, I, I would really, really like to work from home because I could get so much of my personal stuff done while I'm working, <laughs> right. which isn't necessarily... No the best reason to want remote work. All right. Like I'm raising my hand saying this is actually not a good thing. Right. Um, But then when I, when I, when I got a remote work job, when I started working um, at UKG years, years ago, I, I was like, okay. And it was a major adjustment. We've talked about this, Julie, like Mm -hmm. you and I, I talked to you before um, you or during onboarding when you were onboarding, I'm like, Jules, like this is going to be a big shift for you. Like mm-hmm. this is this, you're going to feel weird. You're going to wake up. You're going to have to force yourself to wake up at a reasonable time versus, <laughs> oh no, I've got to be in the office at eight o'clock in the morning. Right. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's, it's creating a new routine. There's self-discipline, you know, and there's, there's so many different things that come along with this. And then all of a sudden you find your stride, you find your routine. You know, you really do have to be a disciplined person to re- work remotely but to go to go to the question like does it cause burnout no i think covid flipped a switch in all of us when it became uh, you see the news people are being furloughed you see all of the the negativity associated with it and that put a lot of downward pressure on us to not turn it off and more importantly there wasn't a transition phase for people there wasn't a transition phase for me or for for others like there was for you and i Right. Mm -hmm. There, Mm -hmm. this idea of I can ease into remote work as I go through onboarding, as I get assigned, which by the way is a huge challenge for HR as they're out. But that transition is critical. I think that is so critical. What do you think? Yeah, no, I, I, I absolutely agree. And, you know, I think about the time before the pandemic and yeah, that I think that's really interesting what you said about how remote work was really looked at as something we it's wanted. Like because we, possession. Yeah, yeah. It's, we wanted it because we not so many of us couldn't have it. Well, okay, now that we have it, <laughs> um, some of us don't want it, right? Like, um, why are we still burning it, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I think that... Um, 
you know, remote work was seen as definitely an antidote to burnout prior to the <sighs> pandemic um, yep. compared to employees who were on site 100% of the time. So, if only I could do those things at home that, right. that caused me stress and I only have four or five hours at night after work to get them done, right? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I, I mean, it's that. so funny that you say you say that, you know, oh, working from home, you can get personal stuff done and everything. You know, we used to think that. Chaz, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I... I know how you work. I know how yeah, you work. I, I... I, maybe one day I'll do laundry in the middle of the day. I don't know, but yeah. it, today's not that day. Right. And tomorrow probably won't be either. Right. So it's like, I, I don't think I ever realized just how much more I was going to work, um, yeah. being a remote worker. So, and, and it's not to say that you have a bad work, you know, bad work life balance or workload no. is too much. No, I don't think that's the case at all. Uh, I think there's a lot of good things that come from remote work, especially like, I know you have an office, I have an office in my house, like it's a closed off space. If I need to get stuff done, I shut my door. You know, I, I put my phone in the other room. I turn off my email, I turn off my teams and I focus in, right. It's not always that easy in an office, right? Like you talk about your copy machine, printer machine being outside (laughs) of your office. Like that's what I go to every time people start like, Oh, I'm more productive in the office. I'm like, good for you. Like, leave me alone. I want my box, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, but it is interesting though. I will say this when I, sometimes I go up to our company headquarters and when Mm -hmm. I'm up in our company headquarters, I actually do seem to get some things done up there. It's, I, I don't know. Like it's, it's just, it's such an interesting thing having come from the environment where I was in the office every single day to mm-hmm. now just every once in a while going to an actual office environment. Yeah. Just, man, it's just interesting. I mean, I don't know. Um, <laughs> what about workforce management? Do you think that's something that um, can help? Yeah. So so kind of going back to your original question with the antidote uh, to burnout, there's a, there's a critical piece here that we we need to talk about. It's the technology piece, Julie. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's the technology piece. And I, I love the idea of is, is tech hurting or helping you? Yeah. Right? So, so is, is tech, it could be both. Like, let's call it what it is. It could be both. You may have, well, we just bought this and we just bought that and we're using this and we're using that. Like it should just be so easy for everybody to use all of these different tools. And then we have people that don't use it at all and are significantly more productive or significantly under productive. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. so when we think about workforce management, it's not just, okay, we need to manage our teams. We need to manage productivity. We need to manage engagement. We need to manage like all of the day-to-day tasks, all this stuff. No, we have to take a step back and look and say, where, where can tech enable our people in this to the point that it doesn't cause burnout? I can tell you want to say something. Yeah. It's not just that though. I mean, think about how tech can identify signs of burnout yeah. before it even happens or before that it's identified by a manager, for example, you know, I mean, we think about like workforce activity data and how that data, since it's captured in timekeeping technology, Mm -hmm. it can, it can be a key indicator of employee fatigue. We can look at our tech and we can look at dashboards and see how many hours people are working. 
What yeah. kind of overtime? What the time? What? 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 You're laughing? No, no, no. I was. I literally was just giving a talk last week uh, yeah. up at a university. They they do their um, alumni HR conference, and then uh, they also bring in master's students, right? Mm-hmm. So I was. I don't know. There's about sixty people or so that were in the room, and we were talking about this. And and I showed them some technology out there that was like red, bad, yellow, eh, green, good, right? Yeah. And and it was talking. I was talking specifically about flight risks, right? Yeah. So in previous episodes, we've we've mentioned retention, right? And everybody was like, you know, I can only imagine if someone were to give me a, a spreadsheet and say, look at this and tell me who's going to leave. Yeah, it would be amazing, right? There- <laughs> I wouldn't, I, you know, I mean, I could figure it out, but I would want the document, a lot of filtering, a lot of adjustments, you know what yeah. I mean? But, but like th- th- we're in this day and age where we just expect, I know you have a comment on this, but like you just expect it to tell us. And it's like, oh wait, there's, there's actually technology out there that can do it. Yeah. But can, is that, is that going to fix it? Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, through the use of tech though, like it opens a door for HR professionals, Agreed. for people managers to support people mm-hmm. in the ways that they need, instead mm-hmm. of just like noting things like who's late or who's absent or whose productivity might be mm-hmm. going down. You know, we can actually take that human side, that mm-hmm. empathetic leadership mm-hmm. side of things mm-hmm. that we all love so much in HR, mm-hmm. and we can do something about it on a level that shows people that we care about them as the whole person, not just mm-hmm. the employee, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. No, there's yeah. a couple of critical pieces to that too, right? I think about shift swapping, right? Mm-hmm. Virtual shift swapping. I think about, you know, if I've, if I've got a sick kid, or, or I need to stay home and take care of a family member. Is it easy for me to be able to, to drop a shift knowing that my colleague who's equally as skilled or trained in what I'm doing can pick that up, right? And, and immediately do that. And I, like, I loved the way that you said this, the way that you've said this to me in the past is I was like, oh yeah, like the job's actually going to get done. And you're like, no, that's psychological safety, right? Like that's psychological safety because you can see how work and life integrate at that point. And mm-hmm. and then I can go up and say, Hey, Julie, thank you so much for picking up that shift. Manager can come to me and say, Hey, you're taken care of. Reach out to me as the employee and say, do you need anything else? Do you need more time to make sure that your family is taken care of? Right? Like there's three different conversations that develop that. And to me, that builds a sense of security to say, man, I, I really like working at this place. Yeah, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, I think mm-hmm. something else that we need to discuss too, when it comes to technology mm-hmm. It's not just the technology you provide that could really help with stress um, and help with burnout, but what about the technology that you're not providing, right? I mean, it could be that you're deep here. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. So like consider the collaboration software that your company, for those of you who are listening, consider the collaboration software that you're using. You know, Mm -hmm. does that technology ensure, does it truly ensure that collaboration can easily occur among different teams, not just different teams that are in the same uh, geographic location, but Mm -hmm. what about globally, right? If you're a global company, think about that. Um, Can employees send and receive messages quickly and clearly? Does the software have mobile capability? We talk so much about how we are attached to our phones. Um, if the software that you're using for collaboration doesn't have a good mobile capability, that could lead to some stress, to some burnout for your remote employees because yeah. they're not able to get their job done. 
I mean, it sounds so simple, but it's true. There's a flip side of this too, Julie. Okay. There's got to be a flip side here. So I'm going to play devil's advocate, right? So Uh so you think about the individuals who are glued to their phone and don't know how to shut it off. Uh Does that contribute to the burnout? Yes. So I'll get, uh, uh, yeah, right? like, boy, Chaz, give me a hard one. You know what I mean? Right? Like, so, so I think there's also a critical element here for HR is that we have to train people and provide that, that mentality, that culture, that trust to say, look, you know, go and enjoy your vacation, like go and enjoy your time off. Um, so much. So I'll tell you this, like, for everyone that knows me here that works with me here, um, I'm really, really bad about answering emails while I'm on vacation or Teams messages. But that's a good thing. Um, uh, no, no. Like, I, I, it's not a good thing because I'm answering them. Right. Like oh, it's oh, not, oh, that's oh, what I'm saying. Right, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Think, I mean, think about like when I'm hey out of office and I'm texting you like, hey, what did I miss? Right, you know, from the right. team meeting. Right. You, you like, did I'm, that I'm, yesterday. I'm, I know. You I know. Did. I'm so bad. <laughs> I'm so bad. Here's 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 the here's the kicker though for me. Uh, one, I'm, I'm getting ready to go out of the country for a little while. So I'm just, I mean, I'm shutting it off, right? Like I'm I'm too cheap to even turn on, you know, the (laughs) phone because I don't want to, I don't want the charges. Right. But the other, the other, no, right. The other piece of this too, is for me, like when I'm on the golf course, Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, when I'm on the golf course and I'm out of, you know, I'm out of office, I'll turn my notifications off because I'm that honed in on wanting to have a successful golf game. (laughs) So, so going back to like training our people and and we think about culture and all these things, I, I think the critical element is, one, get to know your people and kind of how they're going to respond, how they're going to react in this situation. But also say, you know, our, our boss, Chris, literally last week was like, don't message Teresa. She's on vacation. And <laughs> Teresa's like, don't message me. I'm on vacation. And yeah. we're like, great. Right. So, but we all know that that comes from a sense of, you know what? We're a great team. I know you've got it. You can do this. You can manage your own job. You can also help me when I'm in need, vice versa. And and that to me is technology, not, um, you know, technology helping burnout or not helping burnout, right? Like yeah. there's both sides. It's also about trust. And yeah. we talk so much about so trust much. too. Yeah. I mean, I think so many of us uh, at, at work, sometimes we don't trust the people that we work with and we don't realize that we don't trust them, which is why we're like, oh, well, I better check this even though I'm on vacation. Chaz, mm-hmm. I have a heck of a time, a heck of a time shutting off. I, I don't. I know you do. Yeah. I, I, I'm just, it's just who I am. I've yeah. always been that way. Um, it'll be a holiday and I'll be on my email, you know, mm-hmm. looking at mm-hmm. the, the next thing that I need to do or whatever. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I think that absolutely can lead to some sort of burnout, but I think the definition of burnout is different for different people. Um, and you know, we are, that's a whole other topic that we certainly don't have time to get into today. Right. Um, but you know, I mean, I think what it what it boils down to is um what it what it really boils down to is are you providing your people the tools that are at least going to help with burnout for your remote employees or help prevent burnout and do you as a manager do you as HR professionals have insight into the data that's that's there that can prevent that can show a problem before that problem happens yeah. Yeah. I, I actually love that because we, we probably could do a whole episode on recognizing symptoms of mm. burnout. And I think that's what we need to do, right? We need to talk a little bit, of, and maybe that's what we do on next episode. We talk a little bit about autonomy and also recognizing those symptoms of burnout, because the reality of it is if we're not taking care um, or teaching people or managers, teaching people how to take care of themselves, you know, we can't 
expect them to do well in the workplace 100% of the time, right? That's really what it boils down to, Julian. HR plays a critical role in all of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. um, So Jules, uh, coming up on time here, what did you find your purpose in today? So I think today, gosh, we've talked about a lot, um, but recognizing that that remote work, it, it yeah, there can be stressors involved there, but remote work itself does not have to be a cause for burnout. It's really about company culture. It's really about management. It's really about looking at the whole employee and not just the worker. I love that. I love that. So for me today, uh, I found my purpose in good technology can make all the difference in mm-hmm. in worker productivity and preventing burnout. Right? You go back to my sentiment: red, bad; yellow, eh; green, good. Right? Yeah. And seeing seeing dashboards and things that can help managers discuss these things, but also on the flip side, training our managers to say, you know what help your team understand that taking time is a good thing, turning off those notifications, even if it is for a round of golf, <laughs> you know, or, yeah. or calling you up, Julian saying, please do not, you know, yeah. answer emails today or whatever it yeah. is. So <laughs> cool. All right. So a few reminders before we leave, don't forget to like, and subscribe for us y'all uh, and use the hashtag people purpose pod on social media and, and LinkedIn and Twitter, all those fun social media sites. Also be sure to check out the latest blogs and research from the workforce Institute at UKG by visiting the workforce Institute.org. Julie, I believe that is it. Can't that wait to it. see you next week at UKG works. Absolutely. Have a great week, y'all. Bye.